0: dim the lights because it's the box office preview podcast i am your host greg Earhart, contributor to on stage blog and on screen and joining me today my co-host all the box office and rotten tomato results in 2019 happened exactly as he had foreseen it just like our friend emperor palpatine it's on screen chief film critic ken jones ken welcome how are you good
1: um Yeah, I don't have anything to follow that up with.
0: (laughs) And apparently uh, neither does Star Wars. Um, Good segue. Wait a second. Thank you. Thank you. You set me up very well. I
1: stuffed all over it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, folks, this is our final podcast of 2019. Um, We have – this is not going to be our traditional format. Uh, We're going to get into a couple of the Christmas movies – Uh, We're going to talk about our thoughts on them, especially Star Wars. We will have a spoiler-free discussion as well as a spoiler-filled discussion of Star Wars that we're going to have at the end of the podcast. So if you have not seen Star Wars, uh, fear not. uh, You can listen straight through. If you have, you want to hear our thoughts, just uh, wait till the end. Uh, So in addition to that, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of the Christmas movies. We're going to recap some box office, and then we're going to talk about things we learned about the movies in 2019 and uh, an early look at 2020 at some of the movies that are coming out and just our very early early thoughts on that. Let's start with star Wars Um, is it is it caps off the year of Disney, um, which ends with the rise of Skywalker Uh, box office wise. I uh, came in even under both of our projections. Uh, the opening weekend uh, was just about what, we had 174, uh, I believe. Maybe it was a little bit yeah, higher.
1: Yeah, I think it was a little bit higher. 177, yeah. maybe 178.
0: Yeah, I was closer. So I I went 194. Uh, Ken, you were high at 212. We weren't. Yeah. I was I was not within 10 million, so I don't get credit for it. Um, but came in under both of our expectations. Um, Ken. You were off more. Do you have any regrets in your or any regrets, or would you do it all over again if you had the chance not knowing the result? I mean,
1: yeah, just because I was kind of, you know, estimating with my heart um, <laughs> right right as opposed to uh, my head, although I, I, at the time we didn't have any reviews out for the movie either. so it was kind of hard to gauge sure. I, it, I, it, the if I remember correctly, the estimates were from. 175 up to like 220 yeah uh right. and and so i went on the higher end of of that so
0: yeah 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 and it's this is a surprising result even with you know 58 rotten tomato score you and we you had noted that there was a lot of sold out showings based on fandango that it was looked like a fairly hard ticket to get at least on thursday night and friday uh, this appears to have been a particularly front-loaded exercise. Um, not only just front-loaded for the weekend, but also front-loaded into Thursday and Friday. The diehards were, you know, going to come out in full force. Everyone else, we're going to wait and see. I think what word of word of mouth is going to be. Still, we have, we always have to say 174 is not too shabby for opening weekend no. type of movie. And looks like it's it's catching up a bit. It's, and it's
1: it, yeah. Sorry, but it has already more than doubled that. Um, yeah. Through Sunday. Yeah. Up and, to three sixty-two.
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's a movie just like me. It was you know, I was based on the early buzz and what the trailer was looking like. I was not gonna rush out to see this, but I was certainly gonna wanna see it by New Year's Day and uh, have an opinion on it, which is what appears to have happened. And so it's caught up with Last Jedi. It was trailing Last Jedi for, for the first few days and uh, it looks to have, have caught have caught up. So I think uh, the final tally will end up being fairly similar. Uh, Ken, let's get into, we, we have to, because of Star Wars, it's already prompting a wide amount of discussion and it's, I, I don't think it's as polarizing as last Jedi, but it's definitely has its fans and it has its critics. Um, what, what were your spoiler free thoughts uh, on the movie?
1: I was, um, mixed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't, out, I didn't outright hate the movie. Uh, it's, it's kind of h- impossible probably for me to do that with any star Wars. Right. Uh, property. Uh, but there was a lot of, a lot of the, the, um, there were a lot of things that they did in the movie where I kind of had the Obama meme going where I'm like putting my hands up and like looking around, like, really, this is what we're doing. Like I, I, I legitimately did that like three or four times.
0: It's yeah. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Really. Um,
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, I I thought there were some good things. Uh, without getting too specific, I like Kylo Ren's arc in the movie. Um, I, I also like Poe in the movie. I thought C three PO um, got like was served best in this movie out of the the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was nice to see. Uh, but there was a lot of uh, I was talking I was talking with Chris Peterson, the uh, editor in chief and founder of Onstage Blog. Sure, uh, fine man. Yeah, five, yes, um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh and we were talking after he had seen the movie and basically like it felt like everything was either retcon retcon uh questionable uh plot development um fake out uh retcon retcon questionable <laughs> and just like going through that cycle like three or four times
0: yeah so my so I have a I was I'm not, my review as informal as it is is not as kind as yours I I, I thought this was an unholy mess uh, might be the worst Star Wars movie of the nine in my opinion uh, or even of the eleven if you want to count Rogue One and Solo I this movie to me felt like a movie that was done at the last second it was sort of like when you're doing a paper at eleven thirty at night let's do it. You know, it's 8 a.m. the next morning and you hadn't put pen to paper yet. And it's the entire exercise seemed kind of half baked to me. Um, it, it was very clear they wanted to address the complaints of The Last Jedi from some segments of the audience yep. um, is a totally incoherent movie just in an, it just by itself. And when you combine this with Last Jedi and The Force Awakens, it makes for a totally incoherent tr- trilogy. I, I, I told you is that was almost my immediate reaction. Besides, just I don't think this is a very good movie. Just how incoherent, like it's the most incoherent trilogy by far. I think that's ever that's ever been done. Mm. Um, and again, incoherence doesn't necessarily speak to quality. Uh, it just speaks to like how well the three stories interact with each other and mesh and. Um, and the consistency, you know, of the movies and this series from story to plot to execution is just so wildly inconsistent <laughs> in theme and in, in, in everything that you can possibly think of. Um, yeah, this was very disappointing. I think out of four stars, I, I think I give this like a star and a half. Maybe I do agree with you. Kylo Ren and Ray and three C- and C three PO were the strong points of it.
1: Oh, I thought I said Poe, not uh, Ray. I was a little. I thought Ray's was a little iffy too.
0: Okay, yeah, I I, I can see that. I didn't. I th- I thought her performance was good and really solid. And I, I, again, she had really bad material. She had really bad material to work with. And That's I'm not what going I mean. it. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah.
1: The 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 character the 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 story for Ray I was a little um turbulent. Mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. I was okay with where they ended up, but how they got there, I wasn't exactly. Pleased with
0: yeah, and and Poe was and po was good too. I like Poe a lot better than Last Jedi. I didn't I think this was this was his best performance of the three. Um, but he was fine, and he was and he was he was solid uh, for sure. Um, the whole story itself, um, again, as you said, a lot of retconning, a lot of. Like wait, what <laughs> moments, yeah. a lot of like wait, wait, if he did that, how did this happen? you know, yeah. just a lot of going on, and so much fan service, oh a lot of fans, so much <laughs> service.
1: like I'm okay with like a little bit of fan service, but yeah. Yeah. it like <laughs> it was a lot of fan service,
0: yeah, and, and yeah, I don't there's there's a lot of this particular star Wars. There's a lot of people that said, Oh, yeah, it was messy, but it was a lot of fun. And I, I again I just the last act I thought was the best act. I thought the, the 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 lead up to the big finale and the big finale itself I thought was generally fine and, and strong. But otherwise it was it was too hectic to be fun and it was it was too mm. nonsensical to be fun, even though the scenes were set up to be fun, quote unquote. Right. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy the moment that they let off the, the first trailer with, which is Rey doing that backwards flip mm-hmm. and shopping Kylo Ren's um, starship, you know, into a third. Um, I guess that's sort of spoilery because that's not in the trailer. It was in the but, trailer. Yeah, it, I yeah. Mean, they didn't show what she did. I don't think yeah. she off, but that's... It's, it, that's minor. Yeah, it's minor. Um, it's really no, I, I would
1: agree, like, what you were saying about problems with this trilogy overall, um, not telling a cohesive story um i i so i was obviously i defended the last jedi in our movie court episode Um mm-hmm. uh, i think the one the one charge i would really lay against the last jedi is that it doesn't pull its own weight in terms of the overall trilogy mm-hmm. and the story being told there mm-hmm. and it, it kind of sacrifices the um the overall vision in 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 service of its own story. Mm -hmm. So I, I, and I think it left, I think it left too much for the third movie to tell. Uh, And so that was, that's a problem, but I think, I think your larger point too is very well taken that I don't think they had a cohesive story in mind at the beginning that they were aiming toward. And, and,
0: the if they say was, they do they're liars i yeah. mean it's just it's so apparent it's just so apparent the execution i mean well, they just
1: yeah cuz cuz they had one writing crew for the first movie ryan johnson wrote and directed the second movie and then they had right. a different writer for the th- third movie <laughs> hey
0: right well which included colin Trevorrow, you know who got right. story credits and but it was,
1: and it wasn't it wasn't like they had uh they it just they didn't have it didn't feel like they had an overarching Idea of where they wanted to end up when everything was said and done. With no, it it felt like after the second one, they were always going to kind of take stock of where things were and then fit an ending onto it. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of that.
0: I just based on what, how they retcon this movie. I bet they did have a plan, to be honest. But I think they just they changed. They were. I, I think here's what scared them. I don't think reaction to Last Jedi scared them. I think the box office to Solo scared them because mm-hmm. that movie only, I'm going to say only, quote unquote, did 150 million and you bet your butt that they were forecasting a 300 to four, at least 300 to 400 million box office for Solo and the fact that it did half that I think terrified them because that was right after Last Jedi and they're going to blame timing it was too close to Last Jedi and part of that's true I think, you know, six months after is was a bit soon but Last I Jedi still. is... Still. Last I certainly had effect on you know so, some effect. I think it was a movie. Just I think it was so rich and complex and polarizing that it took several months for fans to sort of figure it out. And then all of a sudden we had Solos. So, but yeah, I, I think I think Disney was terrified. They 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 told themselves we have to we have to please the fans. Otherwise, you know this investment is not going to have the ROI that you know we had envisioned when we paid four billion dollars for it. Right. So. That's sort of my take on that. Um, so, I, I, so again, I think they change. I think once Solo happened, they changed gears and they said, "Oh man, we've gotta, we gotta bring in Palpatine. They love Palpatine. We gotta bring him in. We, or that, maybe bring that, him more forcefully." You know. <laughs>
1: Apparently, that was that was all pure JJ Abrams. Yeah, uh, told, absolutely. Because Trevorrow, uh, before the movie was released, he said that he he never would have considered bringing him back. Right. Um, right. I read and, that. And, yep. Yeah. It, even. I guess even even Ian McDermott, who plays Palpatine, had asked George Lucas one time like a decade ago if, if his character would ever come back and or he, maybe it was after Return of the Jedi and he's like, No, he's dead. <laughs> <And> so mm.
0: <laughs> no one's ever really gone. Nobody's ever really gone. And, and and here's the thing, and we'll say this. Yeah,
1: not for nothing, but they really took that to heart in this movie,
0: <laughs>
1: which we'll yeah, get into in our spoiler talk. We'll
0: get into yeah when we get the spoiler talk. Um, there's actually a way they could have really simply fixed this, um, made a more cohesive story without changing all that much and still working with Palpatine. But we'll say that for the spoiler um, section. Um, so yeah, were, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So they released The Last Jedi in December yes. of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a short time before that they announced that uh, Trevor was off and Abrams was coming back to direct it. I mean, uh, the Last uh, Jedi? I, I, but... I'm pretty sure it was shortly before. Hmm. Or it was around the same time. Either way, they ended up pushing back the release of the movie because f- this was supposed to come out in the summer of 2019. And they pushed it back six months to December mm-hmm. uh, because of the shakeup in the right. director's chair. I, I also think they scrapped most of the story and came up with their own w- with Abrams and Chris Terrio. Um, do you, so, my, I guess my question is: Do you think if they had another year, if they had pushed it back to f- December of 2020, or mm-hmm. even six months to May of 2020, mm-hmm. that this would have had? would have been better
0: uh, yes
1: for every everybody
0: yeah. yes i mean they need they needed more time to hash this story out and not rush it and again this and you're right colin trevor was out in september 5th 2017 which is and obviously when
1: was watch. abrams announced as coming back
0: uh, let's see good question Has it wasn't record.
1: right away because there was a lot of speculation that i remember a lot of people were hoping at the time that ryan johnson would come back and direct the third one <laughs> and he actually said like no i need to <laughs> which is cool. i know it's funny to think about that now but that was that was the speculation at sure, the time yeah. and he he said no i have to I have to take a I have to take a break this took like three yeah. years of my life
0: uh so it was a week later they announced jj J. abrams to replace uh trevor okay yeah and I, I and at the time, and I think it's probably true, I think Kathleen Kennedy and Company, they just wanted a director they knew and trust you know to, to finish off the saga, just like you know they trusted him, they trusted JJ um, J. Abrams to open up the franchise, you know to put together a competent, you know solid Star Wars movie. Um, so I, I think that's a main. I don't think they were like, oh, JJ, you're the only guy that can force back Palpatine into this movie um, or do anything like that. So again, we will. Um, so again, you you gave it three out of five stars, correct? Yeah, yeah. Now, again, I would have. Uh, yeah, I, I believe in the four star system, not the five, which is our you know eternal uh, argument. But uh, I would have given like, it.
1: If that case, I probably would have given it two two and a half. Yeah, two
0: two and a half. Yeah, I think I think I would have been two at best, probably one and a half. Again, this is not a movie I would revisit. Unless I had to rewatch it just to make sure that my first opinion was valid, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's not much in this movie that wants to. Make. I actually, I gotta got watch that
1: again. You know? I actually, I got to see it for free, basically a couple of days after seeing it for the first time. Oh. Um, I, I had gone to the movie theater to watch uh, Richard Jewell, and the the projector in my theater wasn't working, and I had bought also a ticket later on in the day to see Bombshell. So they said, you know, go. You know, you can watch anything you want. Well, since you can't watch Richard Jewell uh, before ah. your other movie starts. And it, uh, Rise of Skywalker started like 20 minutes before. So I it was like, I'll go sit in on that. And it, it basically, like, I it reaffirmed everything I, I thought about the movie at the time yeah. of, uh, after First View.
0: Yeah. So I, again, my pecking order, and I'm going to ask you for yours, I think... I said, I think this might be the worst one. It's probably still better than Attack of the Clones, which is just the garbage fire of all garbage fires. But yeah, so, I, I think th- I think that's it for me. I, it's it's not. I think I I think Phantom Menace is a better production. Really? Um, if wow. I had to say so right now, yeah, I do.
1: I put it I put I it slightly above. Uh, so I got I, I still got Attack of the Clones last, and and then the Phantom Menace, yeah. uh, and then I got a slight jump up to Solo. And then a slight jump up to Skywalker, this one, and then there's a pretty sizable gap, I think, between this and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And then everything else is above that.
0: Well, that's interesting. We'll have to talk about your distaste for Solo later. I know. I. I, I gotta Solo is it. way better. It's way, better. in my opinion. Solo. I
1: gotta, I gotta Wait. give it a, I gotta give it a second watch. I haven't yeah. seen it since I saw it in theaters.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It really. Yeah. And. I really thought Solo is just an all-run solid, really solid fun action movie. And then nothing more, and that's fine. You know, it's uh and just take it at that. But we'll we'll save that for maybe another movie court down the road. Okay, any other thoughts, uh non spoil uh, non spoil spoilery thoughts before um we get into other Christmas stuff.
1: Um, I will say that uh, uh <laughs> I don't know if this, this gets into spoilery talk or not, but the character of Rose uh, they completely sidelined her in this movie and then the writer Chris Terrio is trying to say that it, the reason <laughs> that that happened was because of all the scenes that she was in with
0: Princess Leia yeah I think the problem a is yeah. problem
1: is Carrie Fisher was had passed away <laughs> nine months before they started writing the script for this movie yeah. so if that's your excuse that's pretty Lazy on your part. Yeah, it's bad. So it, it I, does, I, doesn't fly.
0: I have thoughts on that. I'll, I'll, I'll save it to the spo- to the spoiler section so that's, uh, of our view. But it definitely I some just thoughts wanted.
1: To I just wanted to bring that up in the non-spoilery part, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and we can d- discuss it more in depth than the spoilers.
0: Okay. So a couple other. Uh, so let's move on to the couple other new releases uh, that came out of note. Uh, we had Little Women and Uncut Gems, which we touched on in the last podcast, and both had had pretty solid box office results. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Women uh, through the weekend ended up about twenty nine million. That's that was on the high side. In fact, even higher, I think, than most projections. Uh, very solid start uh, for Little Women. Uh, at the screening I went to for Star Wars, uh, I saw several groups of women over like seventy years old uh, going to see this movie. <laughs> so uh,
1: <laughs> I, I saw it Saturday, and I might have been the only guy under under forty that was there. Right. right. I mean, there were a few other guys in the theater, but it was mostly women. Right, right.
0: And look, so they need was, movies too. So. Absolutely,
1: it was. It was. I thought it was a very cool, different uh, viewing experience. Than yeah. So congratulations, most of the movies I get to go to.
0: Congratulations, Greta Gerwig. You are in the hearts of mind of seventy-year-old women everywhere. So congrats. <laughs> Hope you're happy with your career.
1: That sounds like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> I will not have it. Greta Gerwig is a saint, like Jalen Brown. <laughs>
0: If you saw Greta Gerwig, like, at front court of a Celtics game, like, oh my God. Give you a big cheering of, like, Jalen Brown dunk or something, would that, would you just be, like, splooge everywhere? Probably. Oh, we're um, going to have to cut that. <laughs> all right, fine. I mean, she'd probably, a, she'd, yeah.
1: probably, she'd probably be a Kings fan, because I think she's <laughs> she's actually from Sacramento. But...
0: Oh, wow. Well. Well. She and 10 other people, uh, hardcore Sacramento Kings <laughs> fan, I guess. Uh, What else? Okay, we house, we had Uncut Gems, which uh, has a very nice start as well. Uh, had a $9.5 million weekend. Uh, finished, uh, including Christmas Day and the day after, at $21 million. And tracking when this was really kind of all over the place, I was very bullish on this. Um, Domestically, I thought, because BoxOffice.com had like a $5 million opening, I thought this could be way higher than no, that. I didn't. I didn't give it an exact number, so I'm not going to take credit for this, but um, it has a nice premise. It's Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett. There's some appeal there, and it's a kind of a cool plot, It's and the reviews are really good, and the reviews kind of indicate a movie we don't get a lot, which is sort of like a nonstop tense thriller. Oh, is it uh, ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you saw it. Tell me, so tell me your thoughts, because this is a movie I might go out and see. This yeah, is... Yeah, this is this is a very intense movie. Uh, really.
1: So I think the best description I heard for it, uh, I'm trying to remember which movie it was. Oh, um, so basically, you remember the the cocaine scene in Goodfellas, yeah. where he, the, and and Ray Liotta is being followed by the helicopters. Yep. Yeah. Imagine that for an entire two hours and fifteen minutes. Wow. And that <laughs> that is basically uncut gems.
0: Wow. Oh. No, that's great. We don't we you know you do get movies like that a lot. So it's
1: uh so yeah, Sandler's uh, character is just um, something else. He's so. a gambling addict and and everything and flying by the seat of his pants, kind of making it up as he goes along, trying yeah. to just stay above water and <laughs>
0: oh. So you liked it. You you liked it. Really liked it. Loved it. What was, what was I? Story? I
1: I didn't love it. I I. It's it's tough because his character. You're watching it and you're just like, what are you doing? You this is insane. Why stop? Stop! Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Like that kind of thing. It's hard to really mm-hmm. love that. But I I would say I either like it or really like it.
0: Okay. Do you, now? This is apparently a fairly polarizing movie. There's there's lots of stories of people walking out in this movie halfway <laughs> through. I, uh, can see that, I guess be, be, because it's like too nerve wracking, or just like it's just not going to be a movie for everyone. Um,
1: it's, it's probably just not going to be a movie for everyone. I, I I guarantee you, there are people that associate Adam Sandler with certain kind of movies. Oh well, that's, and, that's and, a good point. And I forgot about that. go into this that, movie. Actually. And they're just like, what is? What the hell
0: is this? (laughs)
1: Right. So, yeah, that's that's. I'm guessing what some of those walkouts
0: are about. Okay. Yeah, Cinema Score, which I I reference. We don't reference all all the time. I I look at it just sort of as an interesting note. I'm not totally convinced of its predictive powers as a for its box office run or overall quality quality of the movie, but. Cinema score and this was a C plus, which Mm. is fairly low, which is actually really low for a movie with the Rotten Tomato score as high as it is, um, you know, in the low nineties and just the the type of movie it's trying to be. Um, But C plus, if you do assume its predictive powers, indicates a kind of polarizing movie. So interesting to see at twenty million. You know, I think we're looking at at least a fifty million dollar total, possibly in the sixties, seventy, depending on the legs if it gets Oscar awards. Um that sort of thing. I think yeah, Little Women Little yeah. Women is definitely headed to the, at least to the ninety million, probably the ninety million dollar mark. Uh possibly again a hundred depending on Oscars and if it gets wide expansion. Um uh that sort of thing. So good starts for both. This is the biggest release for um the studio eight twenty four. I was just gonna say that, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's gonna end up being its highest grossing movie ever, which is he, really impressive. Yeah. Uh, they've put they put out they they might be honestly like my favorite production company um mm-hmm. in the in the, like the last like five years because they just they put out so many movies i love uh, this is they don't they're not box office hits they're just they're the movies that the critics like go gaga over yeah right. um, but yeah it's like they've, they've put out some of my favorite movies of the last five years or so
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so interesting movie to follow we also have spies in disguise uh, that came out christmas day pretty soft opening for an animated movie uh we had 13 million dollar weekend 22 million dollar total uh through sunday including christmas day and the days after uh we were both pretty bullish on this uh Mm. into the season i think we didn't quite take into account the studio which is 20th century fox um and I guess the pre- and the premise, I mean, you were very, you were actually, let me just say, you were down on this, you, you were down on your personal interest in the movie. Yes. Um, you are like, I'm out. And I, I, I get, and I didn't anticipate enough that the premise was just sort of like, okay, guy turns into a pigeon. Like, is that the movie, basically? Apparently it is. Yeah, right. And um, I just assumed animated movie, Christmas Day, you know, the last animated movie was, you know, Frozen, you know, more than a month ago. But as we said, crowded box office, Star Wars and Jumanji, you know, both taking up a lot of oxygen and uh, Spies in the Skies looks like the odd man out. So it should have an okay finish, but I I should say it's okay in in the, compared with non-animated movies, but for an animated movie, this might end up at 60 or 70 million. That would be a very poor finish, Um, you know, for something with Will Smith and Tom Holland and Christmas Day release, that's, that's pretty poor. Other movies of note, uh, we talked about Little Women. Uh, Knives Out continues chugging along. We're at 110 million there. It's uh, a very good number. Uh, Cats continues to bomb. <laughs> um, we're only at 17.8 million. Uh, with that's including Christmas, including both weekends. That's just downright pathetic. Um, we, you know, movie got sent back for re-editing after the release into <laughs> the theaters. That's just that's just <laughs> not a good sign. Um, not great bob not great bob. bombshell 15.6 million not bad richard jewel i i still we talked about this last um podcast at 16 million now through through sunday i i don't understand this total um i just thought this had bigger appeal but we're gonna do and then beautiful day neighborhood continues to chug along 56 um you know we'll probably end up right around 60 60 million or so um, so again that's that's basically it and then the story of January is usually you know which Osc- you know as Oscar nominations and you know which movies get um, wider releases and again right. I think we're both in agreement it'll be Little Women She get a wider release and I think Uncut I don't Jones. know
1: why wi- Little Women already has a wide release
0: it has a wider release but wider release yeah so right uh, now it's what's it? 3300 you know will that's, it get to 36
1: I don't think it's going to expand much more than that probably not but that's you know, a pretty it's, wide release like, yeah yeah
0: something and if, it,
1: if it was something like 1500 or something like yeah i don't know bombshell or something then i would ex- maybe expect something bigger but yeah
0: uncut gems is in 2300 that may get to, up to 3000 next maybe. week we'll yeah we'll see um uh, there's not again i think the most interesting oscar release still to come is not ni- 1917 that yeah got very limited release and that's expected to get yeah i, I a I was least, uh, I
1: was trying months. to uh, I was trying to make plans to to get down to Boston uh, this weekend to to take in two movies mm-hmm. uh, and I was hoping one of those would be 1917 but it's not even playing in Boston yet um, I'm guessing mm-hmm. its Christmas Day release was just a New York and, and L A uh, kind of thing and yeah. that it's expanding everywhere January 10th so that's mm-hmm. when that's Early, so i'll get to see it unfortunately i'd hope to see it before i came out with my uh end of the year um top
0: 20 yes unfortunately so i think the way some of the new releases are going like cats is going to get scaled down pretty quickly oh yeah um so is i think bombshells in 1480 i think that richard going to be scaled down quickly i mean again it's in 20 it's still in 2500 theaters it's only doing 16 million that's that's very low for that meta theaters. so that's gonna be scaled down quickly um frozen frozen still chugging along has 16 million dollar weekend so that may have a pretty long life and uh so I, I think the with not a lot of new releases coming up in the next couple of weeks, I think the number of movies will be thinned out, and that'll give an opportunity for 1917 as well as potentially again some of these other movies, Uncut Gems, and even maybe even Little Women to a smaller extent. So we shall see. We're going to keep monitor. We'll keep monitoring it as far as our fantasy box office is concerned. It does look like our editor in chief is uh, is on track um, for victory. It, nothing's etched in mm. stone yet. I'm probably out of it unless Uncut Gems has a. Uh, an eight, time, an eight multiplier not with that <laughs> c plus uh, audience score eh, we'll see again i'm a little skeptical of, of cinema score to predict that but we'll see it's probably down to uh mr peterson and you
1: yeah i um if i remember correctly i wasn't ready to rule out uh tim when i i last updated the uh the standings
0: and oh, I don't well, remember like, why. You think Bad Boys for Life is gonna be 150 million and 80% Rotten Tomato score? Is no, that definitely not. <laughs> I think that's what it needs. For but,
1: <laughs> let me let me pull that up real quick.
0: <laughs> so uh, if Peterson wins, just be prepared. We're probably gonna have to um uh, include a podcast in January of him just gloating over his victory. Oh, I'm I'm uh, moving so. the Canada if he wins. <laughs> I mean, it would be a second title. We've had, you know, six and you know, seven to eight titles between the two of us. Uh, right.
1: Uh, so he, yeah, Tim. I, it depends. So right now, I got Tim. I think topping out around four twenty-seven, maybe four thirty. Um, and Chris, I've got at projected to be about four sixty. How do
0: you? Have to, uh, we'll have to talk offline. I don't know how. So- him that
1: high well but. i mean a, a lot of that is is uh, jumanji getting up to like 175 mm-hmm. uh which is last i had uh, at 102 so it's still doing pretty hey, solid man. business so i think that's mm-hmm. pretty good if it can get to 40 if bad boys for life has i think three uh, two full weekends and a friday at the end of january mm-hmm. so that could get him maybe <laughs> 30
0: that's a whopping 10 million uh with that <laughs>
1: I had I had penciled in 40, but that, Really, that, really. <laughs> I was trying to be generous. <laughs> I see Mainly maybe. because I didn't want Chris to win.
0: <laughs> maybe you're right. We'll see. Uh, uh, okay. So very interesting year in 2019. Uh, we, it was interesting year of many things. One reason is this podcast launched. We started with Captain Marvel. Uh, and it was a Momentous here for Disney, as we've discussed it many times, they had uh, so many major releases in Marvel and Star Wars and Disney animated. Um, We I have here five to six lessons we learned about movies in 2019. And one of them is, again, Disney is the undisputed king of content. Uh, of the top ten movies so far in Box Office, eight of them are Disney. Mm. Uh, I'll just rattle them off real quick. This is the year this is this was Disney's year. Aladdin, Lion King, Toy Story Four, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Maleficent, Frozen Two, Star Wars, Dumbo, and Spider Man. And Spider Man Far From Home. I mean, that is just like a monster.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that is and a on, monster year. And, and right. on top of that, they released Disney Plus, so people signed up for and that too. They had Disney
0: Plus, correct. <laughs> <laughs> correct which is right yeah so, they went 2019
1: I and mean, they went close.
0: 2019 and as we'll talk about when we get to 2020 they i mean now that, especially now that they bought fox i mean they ha- they have content from every corner of the movie universe now and like every genre you know it, it's like you just like e- there's an eight and ten chance the movie is the property of disney no matter what no matter what mm. you're dealing with, So. Um, it, it, there's a couple. Obviously, now a couple of the that con- those franchises that come to an end. Like Toy Story Four, there's probably not going to be a fifth, although you never know with that. Avengers, yeah. you know, yeah. Avengers at the end of you know the Phase Three um, and of that of the Infinity uh, Gauntlet saga, and then obviously Star Wars. Um, so you know, that's Disney, as you said, Disney totally owned 2019. Any thoughts on Disney before we move on?
1: Um, there there are new overlords <laughs> content uh, <laughs> right. i i have nothing but nice things to say about disney <laughs>
0: <laughs> right just, we just on we the love, off chance they are listening we love rise of skywalker we love it's it why, four stars
1: that's why, why i couldn't give rise of skywalker less than three stars
0: <laughs> uh second lesson i have here is we just talked about some uh franchises that the, the the saga's finished and there's a contrast in sort of how they how they finish the saga. So, you know, we we have Avengers uh, that came out, and I think one of our favorite podcasts uh, we did was <laughs> the podcast where we literally just broke down the movie like scene by scene because you know <laughs> we we were both like immensely satisfied with it. We walked away from the theater like, oh my god, they nailed it! <laughs> you know, yeah. they played at the runway, they stuck the landing, everything and. And how they did it was they had a plan. They had a story. They were always they were thinking three movies ahead at all times. Um, they really, I think, they were able to pull off not just a satisfying story into itself, but also a story that's going to make the audience happy. And we, we, we poo pooed that with Star Wars, but I think it's also, you know, Avengers definitely had fan service moments in it. I think for me, a little bit too much, even on the Avengers side, but that final battle... When you have all the superheroes lined up, taking on Thanos, that's a fan service moment, but it's perfect. It because is. That's, that's what funny. we, because that's right. the build up of everything they've done. And yeah, it's a culmination. It's a culmination. And having that moment in the perfect way, when you just had Captain America, Iron Man, Thanos, beaten down, Think like everything's, you know, everything's going to die, everyone's going to die, and it was like the perfect fan service moment because it also worked in the movie, you know, Yeah, was, I mean, was, you didn't know what was going to happen. That and, that could have gone
1: horribly wrong. Right. I mean, if and not to, not to get <clears> too, <throat> too far off of stuff, but yeah. uh, the, that is our focus. But if you ever watch like the Royal rumble in, in wrestling,
0: Oh God, like, you, you, you had to bring in wrestling.
1: No, I am just there. like, as an example, like <laughs> that you have to like, obviously like that is planned out uh, and choreographed to a degree, but like, that can go horribly. That usually does not live up to expectations of you know thirty wrestlers in the ring or whatever. Like that's right. usually usually a disappointment. There's there's so many moving objects and and it's, it's similar to, to Endgame. There were so many moving objects in that final fight, and and it could have gone horribly wrong, mm-hmm. and and it didn't. And it actually was re- they did a they executed that last act really really well.
0: And I think about the scene. I think about is when Thanos brings his entire army through the portal, and Captain America is just beaten down, and he still gets up yeah. and puts on his shield. And I don't think about that act by itself. But I think about the the, the pacing of that, mm-hmm. and it's they they really took its time to have Captain America really struggle to get up. And I think about that relation to Star Wars: Rise right? so of Skywalker, where everything was happening <laughs> breakneck At pace, breakneck speed. Yeah, and it was like one and a half, like the entire movie is one and a half times speed. I think you made that's that. that's what too. I said. I said that's like yeah, the yeah. podcast
1: you're listening to one and a half speed,
0: <laughs> right? And um, and we'll get into specific moments in the spoiler section, but I think I, I think that's just it's just super key in terms of really laying the groundwork for tension and suspense and sort of. Wanting the audience to sort of reach out to the screen and say, come on, move, move forward. And Avengers was just, again, perfect execution uh, in that last last act specifically.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Interesting, a movie, a a saga, quote unquote, somewhere in between that is Toy Story 4. uh, A a saga that we were both would have been totally satisfied if it ended at Toy Story 3. Mm -hmm. Uh, We kept hearing they had a great idea. To finish it to to really complete the story, we're both like, well, what the heck could that be? And clearly, and obviously, it was you know Woody saying goodbye, you know, to uh, the toys and going off with Bo Peep. And I think again, I, we both like Toy Story Four, right? I mean, you, you were you were a yeah. fan, and I, I generally liked it. I still don't think it was particularly needful sequel. Uh, need, a needful end, a needful end. I really. I don't think we need to see toys go off on their own, they're toys. <laughs> you know, I think I, I I see I see the end the toys story is truly about the relationship with the kid and I think that's sort of the way we want it to see it. And uh, but they they and that was I guess the opposite of fan servicey, because I think the ultimate fan service is toys are always there for us. If it's not there for us, they're there for the next kid. Yeah. And they're trying to say, No, toys have a life of their own and you know, I think it was a little bit motion. It, it it got a bit. It got somewhat dusty. I don't think it was as dusty as Toy Story three. No. So it was. So that's what I'm, I'm sort of saying. I I think this is somewhere in between Avengers and Star Wars in terms of yeah. how to end saga. I think they're I think they're trying to be a little bit too cute uh, here in terms of staking the toys independence. I just I don't think it was ultimately necessary.
1: I, I will say I think Toy Story four also kind of. Um... Is more open-ended than Avengers and Star Wars, were with their respective endings this year. Um, I honestly like Toy Story 4. If they were to, they they could easily make a fifth movie.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: and and the thing, the 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 unique thing about it is they could go one of two ways with that. They could go follow Woody uh, and and his kind of path, or they could follow the the toys that uh, that stuck around.
0: I, I also hate to break it to you, Ken. They could make another Skywalker movie, too. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: so all yeah. this talk about it being <laughs> the end of Star Wars might not be true? It was
0: It was the end of Palpatine, too, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever really dies. No one's ever gone. There you go. Okay. So that was the second storyline again 2019. You know, the end or what well, well, could be the end of some major, some of our favorite franchises. Uh, number three, three storyline for me is I think we can finally put alien movies uh, to bed once and for all. I think I think the biggest bomb we had this year was Men in Black International, uh, a movie we sort of scorned at initially. Um, it was a movie that felt out of its time because alien movies were big in the 90s early 2000s and we moved on to kind of other things um you know horror and superhero movies and
1: the big big thing now isn't aliens it's interdimensional creatures that's right like like pacific (laughs)
0: room right right so uh men in black international an absolute disaster of an opening less than 30 million uh i think I I don't think we're going to see another Alien movie um, for a while. I think we had Independence Day a couple years ago. That bombed as well.
1: Oh, that was horrible.
0: (laughs) Right. So, you know, I I think it's hopefully Hollywood a little bit better – be better at not only recognizing what's hot at the moment, but also testing new formats, you know, and uh, testing what what else could be hot in the next decade or so. I'm not I'm not optimistic about that. But, but
1: well, I uh, mean, you also need to consider all this stuff is cyclical. So I'm sure when space force gets launched by our U.S. <laughs> government, that uh, aliens will be all in vogue again
0: right yeah we uh and then the fourth fourth storyline i had was if you're not a disney movie we probably don't want a sequel uh there's one big exception which we'll get to yeah there is in, in, the, in the moment but a bunch of notable sequels had very disappointing uh openings we talked about men in black international uh the godzilla sequel mm-hmm. was a uh, disappointed it came in under forecast uh maleficent sequel uh was also disappointing uh, came in well under the original. Uh, Secret Life of Pets came in well under well under forecast. You're,
1: you're, you're saving the biggest one for last, I'm guessing, <laughs> which was the Lego Movie sequel. Oh, that's right. That I one think... was huge. That was not and, in my. Know- you're right. That was not in my. That was the a first poll. one was huge, and that one just yes. completely underperformed. I don't even yeah. think it. I don't even think it broke a hundred.
0: No, I don't think so. Well, that was see. <laughs> That was a sequel and not because there were other Lego movies that came out between that. So that was really kind of like the fourth Lego movie because we had the Batman Lego movie, which which did really well. And then there's Lego Ninjago that came out also before the second quote unquote Lego movie. But your point is still taken. Yeah, that was the the the, the, direct, the first
1: sequel direct, first Pratt, direct sequel.
0: Yeah. With Chris Pratt's, you know, Lego character yeah. and stuff. So yes, that came that came in well under as well. Eighty
1: five well, I'm sorry, hundred and five point eight million dollars yeah. in, in North
0: America. <laughs> right. And the first one was definitely north of two hundred if I remember.
1: Oh correctly. yeah. First one, uh real quick. First one did two hundred and
0: fifty seven point eight million. Jeez. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, again, I think, oh, but a sequel that did, but the sequel that does not fall under that was John Wick 3. John Wick 3 had a mm. really, had a really uh, terrific uh, overall performance, and that franchise has grown in revenue <laughs> since the first one, and uh, partly because the first one was sort of underplayed in theaters a bit and uh, obviously caught on with word of mouth. Uh, so Keanu yes. Reeves, Keanu Reeves is always breaks the rules, <laughs> uh, but otherwise, <laughs> uh, sequels um, definitely you know uh, not much of an appetite unless it's a really hot property. Again, the MCU or other or other torps, uh, types of Star Wars universes. Uh, number five, uh, my my fifth storyline was this is like this is shaping up to be a really great year for audience friendly Oscar contenders um, it's really fun when we have movies going for Oscars that a lot of people have seen because you get really great discussion you can really get some really formed opinions um, about you know what was the best movie of the year I think a lot of years like the Oscar contenders were released in like you know 30 theaters 100 theaters you know no one sees them no one wants to see them but yet Hollywood tells us that the best movies of the year uh, this year, can I, can I tell please, you something? Please cut in.
1: I didn't read the number five correctly, or it says audience-friendly in your notes. I, I thought, it, I was, for some reason, I was reading family-friendly.
0: No. And I'm looking at no. the movies that you have
1: listed, <laughs> and I'm
0: like, Greg, what are you talking about? No. These this are not family-friendly family. at all. No, these, no, these are not family-friendly Oscar contenders, Now. <laughs> No, Oscar tenders that did some box office, you know, that, uh, you know. that. that I got that, you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so, and some of these are Netflix, but, you know, obviously, when we're talking about Netflix, Netflix, of the numbers they've released, they were, you know, highly downloaded, highly watched whatever. So the first one's The Irishman, uh, Once Upon a Time in America, The Joker. Uh, uh, he did it again, by the way. It's
1: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. at least you're consistent <laughs> hey look
0: i really wanted to be once upon a <laughs> time American. once upon a time in hollywood. in hollywood joker uh i i think uncut gems is either gonna be nominated or gonna be close to nominated oh little, i
1: i think it'll be nominated yeah
0: little when women some... marriage story i'm not sure how audience friendly this is but i'm putting it up there because it's pretty much a lock to be nominated i think for an oscar it's marriage about, story
1: it's, yes it's yeah. gonna get nominations yeah, so. yeah.
0: But I will, I will say, it's her marriage story. It, it's its audience accessible. It's on Netflix, and yes. I think you know it's it's not an obscure plot twist. It's basically a movie about divorce and you know struggling, uh, uh, struggling marriage. Uh, Nineteen Seventeen, a good old fashioned war movie. Um, and then I, I don't know about us. I, 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 us may or may not be nominated. We'll see. I, I think it has a yeah. I uh, think it
1: has a chance to get lost in the shuffle since it came out so early in the year. Uh, mm-hmm. It it may miss out on on like the best picture category or, or you know some of the bigger categories. Maybe it just gets nominated for, some like technical stuff or something. I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, and there might be a couple other movies that sneak in. Uh, but ultimately, if this is the slate, it's gonna be a fun slate to argue and discuss. Mm. A lot of these movies are have done significant box office let's just say and uh and a couple of them are polarizing i think joker and once upon a time in hollywood are both polarizing uh movies so it'll be we should have some fun discussions about it and uh some fun rankings so uh should be some and we'll be talking and when the oscar noms come out we will uh we'll be out with podcasts to discuss it Mm. and break it down and give our predictions um the last storyline it's it's a five to six so sort of my 5a storyline related to this A good year for alternative programming in the movies. Uh, We had some surprise hits uh, where you did not expect it. For one, Hustlers. Uh, Hustlers came out in September, um, (laughs) as we talked about. Neither of us thought this was really going to do any type of box office whatsoever. But There was one person. (laughs) <laughs> right, one person saw it. That's right, and his name is uh, Chris ed- Peterson, our editor in chief. Uh, 100 million dollars later, he's laughing his way to uh, probably the title. Uh, "Knives Out," um, again, really good result. Uh, again, over 100 million, murder mystery. Uh, we also have "Downton Abbey." Uh, hey,
1: you mentioned it. All right,
0: <laughs> that's right. Another person. One person.
1: <laughs> one person saw it. Right. Yeah, uh, four, four saw it. Now, many people saw it, but one right. person predicted that it would do well and that person right. is chris
0: peterson <laughs> we also had an august good boys which was a uh, sort of a rare comedy that rare rare wide release comedy this year um we didn't talk about much it came out during our, our summer hiatus um but that did i had a very solid uh, box office and yeah i think it's a comedy of the year
1: that was yeah it was, it was pretty funny it, yeah. i don't know if i'd put it as the funniest movie of the year but um yeah, it was it was basically super bad for the uh, middle middle school,
0: right? You right. know, so and then and was- then. Also, we want to call it Yesterday. Uh, yesterday, uh, I think, ends up north of $70 million. That was the Beatles uh, movie where Guy, he's the only one in the world who uh, had Beatles music or, or still remembers Beatles music. And uh, that had a very good result as well with a very off-key premise. So uh, good year for it. And again, I think with all of the sequels and reboots and superhero and Disney movies out there, um, it's good that people are coming out for... Movies that don't fall into those categories, and
1: yeah, you know what else you should throw in there? Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, yeah,
0: so yep, yeah, definitely throw that in there. Like
1: uh, more kind of a throwback movie that throwback uh, movie, you know, doesn't fall into those categories you were talking about.
0: Yeah, I I think the box office is coming in right about what we expected, though I would say, and I think we expected it because Damon and Christian Bale are involved. I think there's mm-hmm. I think there's a healthy market for auto racing. If it's about like, especially the history of auto racing, um, and but you know it, these movies can disappoint, and this movie did not disappoint me so far. No. Os- did you think that's an Oscar contender? I did not put that in my. For in my... Uh, it'll
1: probably, it, I think it's one of those movies that you could see getting nominated for Best Picture, but has no real shot of actually winning. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, but if it's in the discussion again, that's another again widely seen yeah. audience-friendly movie. It, so.
1: wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if if Damon or or Bale get nominated for. Or the acting category,
0: yeah, best supporting or, or best lead. Yeah, did did you have any other takeaways from twenty nineteen?
1: No, I think. Well, I mean, I thought it was a really good year. I mean, I would see more movies than most people. Um, right. right. Than than the average person, there was a good variety. I I think kind of you kind of hit on. You had a little bit of something for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, like we talk about Knives Out. Uh, you got a, you got Tarantino. You got uh, Marriage Story. Um, you know, you got some weird movies like Midsomar and, and, uh, the lighthouse, uh, you got a great, uh, like space sci-fi movie with Ad Astra, mm-hmm. um, and you know, good, good year for a couple horror movies and yeah, like, there's a little bit of everything for everybody. Okay. I was, I was pleased with the, uh, the releases this year.
0: Yep. So let's give a quick look ahead to 2020 and 2020 is really shaping up to be a fascinating movie year. Again, we had all sorts of franchises last year. So, obviously, we don't have any of those franchises uh, this year outside of like the MCU. We'll have a couple MCU entries, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, But uh, super interesting blockbuster releases. We're just going to rattle through a few and you can jump in where you want. We have two Pixar movies coming out this year Mm. Onward and Soul. Onward. Looks like, you know, a, a buddy movie that takes place in the elf world. <laughs> I mean, sort of the elf world. It's, if, if, if elves lived among us, you know, today, uh, but then uh, they're after. there's something to do with their father. You know, they're looking for him or looking for something. Um, but this looks like a kind of a classic uh, Pixar movie. And then we have Soul coming out in June. And the, the trailer, have you seen this yet? When we talked about this uh, last time.
1: I think I saw the trailer, uh, if not all of it, at least part of it. Yeah, uh, it does. It does look interesting.
0: It looks like a Pixar movie for adults. Uh, mm. It looks like a, it's most, it's boldest uh, entry yet. So yeah, we'll have to see. And, and again, I'm saving box office thoughts for our official podcast. Uh, but a couple other interesting ones. I think we're both super excited for Tenet, um, which is mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan's latest movie. It's going to have another prime July release. Um, I love that he has the credibility to get these primetime um, release dates. And yep. and the trailer, I, I still don't know. I've seen the trailer quite a few times. I still don't know what the heck's going on, but that's why I love it. Um, <laughs> that's, why movies we, events. That's, why, that's why we go to see Nolan. Yeah, exa- exactly. And it's just super exciting to get another entry. We have uh, Top Gun Maverick, which will also be coming out summer of 2020. This was not a movie. I think you and Chris were more excited about this than I was. I'm just like, does yeah, anybody I mean, care yeah, about top we'll gun see. but i do like i saw a trailer uh the new trailer for this ahead of star wars and mm. they're really emphasizing the new technology that they have at this point which they didn't have that which is you know the pilot cams and the imax style footage and um if if they really lean into that i think it could be fun uh to really make a, a movie based off that so we'll see tom cruise he's always interesting he's always fun so We'll see where that goes. Wonder Woman, um, I think there's going to be a lot of excitement for.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, again, very solid trailer. I can't wait to see how they brought back Chris Pine for this, uh, Steve uh, Mm. Steve Trevor. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, In the Heights uh again this is uh, a musical that's coming out right in the middle of the summer uh excellent trailer really emphasized the, the high beat energy uh of this i think this will make up for cats and then some i think we're i think this could have uh a lot of promising box office potential to it uh, free guy uh a totally unique uh premise getting a big summer release starring ryan reynolds he plays um Uh, a uh, non-main event character in one of these Grand Theft Auto-style games, and then he takes matters into his own hands when he realizes he's in a video game. Uh, So that should be an interesting uh, movie there. We have Conjuring 3, which I'm personally excited for. Have you seen Mm -hmm. the movie description for this?
1: Uh, No, but I have a basic idea of what the movie would be about (laughs) based on the previous two movies.
0: Well, no, this one's a little different, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, so there's there's a quote. There's a courtroom element to this. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I, I think the war. So I think what I read is the Warrens are, I and mean, it's not going to take place entirely in the courtroom. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of flashback scenes or whatever, but the Warrens I think are called on to testify on the behalf that a person is uh, possessed. Oh. Uh, yeah. Right. And, um, and the and the, the state is obviously arguing that they killed the person or you know, or they're not possessed and they should be put away for murder or some other type of crime and the warrants are, and so if you so I think the courtroom I love I love a good courtroom movie so blending that with the Conjuring universe is just like you know my top three uh, most anticipated for the year let's just okay, <laughs> let's, then. let's just say that uh, we have course of course have Halloween Kills. Uh, which I'm looking forward to. I don't think you and Chris are based on our last conversation, but uh, I'm looking forward. I'm
1: I'm a little skeptical on that one.
0: Yeah. We got Sopranos movie coming. (laughs) Uh, The many say, yeah, a little
1: prequel. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that's coming out uh, September. I think late September we have trial the Chicago seven, which looks like a a really interesting Oscar contender again, which could have um, broad audience appeal. Uh, One of, and then we, and then, Coming up in the fall, we have some really highly anticipated movies. We have the Eternals, um, which is the, the MCU property I'm looking forward to. You'll notice I didn't mention Black Widow. Um, huh. it is I, uh, the you reason just I mentioned didn't
1: mention Black Widow?
0: I know. <laughs> I, I don't consider it that interesting to put in, to put in the super interesting classification. Um, you know, I watched the trailer a second time. I, I, I liked it better than the first time I watched it. We'll see. I I, I think they should just put it as a disney plus release or something but you know i could be wrong um yeah the eternals which which is again new marvel property godzilla versus kong which is supposed to come out in march is now been pushed back to november oh wow yeah we have dune which i guess a lot of people are anticipating again Villeneuve. <laughs> that's right uh chalamet thirst of- Famous book series and and it's based off the book, but it's a kind of a fresh new property in that sense. And then uh, we've got a Disney animated movie coming out in November. It's sort of in the Moana, Frozen two slot. Raya and the Last Dragon, starring Aquafina. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think these Disney movies, uh, especially lately, given the track record, are always interesting. And yeah, we'll see if we get a new movie to the princess canon or even just to the adventure canon. If you want to get, if you don't want to get too sexist, so. Those are those are to me the most interesting releases. Uh Ken, do you have anything to add to that? I got,
1: a, I got a couple.
0: Sure. Go, go uh, for I've it. just
1: been looking through some things here. Uh we've also got uh coming in twenty twenty, uh the latest James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Eh, whatever. Uh, directed well, I mean, say <laughs> that, but uh it is directed by Cary Fukunaga. Oh
0: so. no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> no, no uh, yeah, it, it's it's the la- this is the last Jane. Probably no the yeah okay because the last two were also supposed to be his last uh, bond movie if i remember correctly
1: well it's uh, definitely the last <laughs> the previous one but uh yeah okay <laughs> uh you got uh you got for people like me you got a wes anderson movie coming out uh called the french dispatch
0: i'm skipping that box office <laughs> you could do that yourself go ahead
1: the, It'll be box office specialty <laughs> uh, uh, something might be up your alley here uh candy man uh produced by jordan
0: peele yeah it's i thought about putting that i mean that that was a remake so the reason i didn't put it in there was it was a it's a re, it's a you know it's a remake so mm-hmm. sort of wait and see but jordan peele is involved so obviously um, that, does, that does make it interesting
1: two other horror movies here uh which yeah maybe not blockbusters or you know big movie but uh um antlers have you seen the trailer no. for that
0: no nah, i haven't seen the trailer no i saw poster and stuff yeah
1: yeah, I've seen a couple trailers for this movie. It looks interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Uh kind of a monster movie set in like a you know, foresty um area. Uh the Invisible Man uh the from the director of the yes. in, of Insidious 3?
0: Yes, that is that that should have been on my list. That that's mm. that is an awesome premise for yes. an Invisible Man movie. That's Yeah. A,
1: <laughs> There's, uh, Ghostbusters is getting a sequel uh, that, I, I specifically
0: Reitman. did not put that on my most interesting list but <laughs> go, go on and, and
1: probably uh, that's, I'm just bringing it up and then um, <laughs> it's something maybe to look out for award season next year is uh, Blonde which is a Marilyn Monroe biopic by the director of um, well nothing really that uh, has gotten big releases before assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford and uh, killing them softly.
0: Who's playing Marilyn Monroe?
1: Uh, I it's Anna Diarmas, who was in Knives Out. Um, she was also in uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, she's she's going to be one of those up and coming actresses that. Uh, oh, she's actually also going to be in uh, in No Time to Die this this year.
0: So that's gonna be a very interesting movie i i'm very curious what take they 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 put they put on monroe you know mm-hmm. i i doubt it's gonna be a standard biopic they they rarely do that these days it's usually now in a very specific portion no, of her the, life the,
1: the description is it's based on it's based on a novel by joyce carol Oates, mm-hmm. uh and it says all it says is a chronicle of the inner life of marilyn monroe so hmm yeah, given, uh, given the previous um, Killing Them Softly and Assassination of Jesse James, uh, I, I would assume that this is going to be uh, not your standard biopic.
0: Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that's definitely interesting. Um, all right. So that about wraps it up for this podcast. Again, stick around afterwards. We'll get into a, spoiler, a spoil, spoiler-filled discussion of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Um, so again, we're going to take another hiatus um, from regularly scheduled box office uh, preview podcasting. Uh, we've gotten a huge, uh, aka non-existent clamor for Doctor Doolittle uh, <laughs> in, in two weeks, so I think we'll skip that. We'll be back for Doctor Doolittle
1: hu- and Bad Boys. <laughs> uh,
0: so we'll, we'll be basically taking January off just from previewing uh, the new releases. Uh, we'll probably be back for Harley Quinn um, and that really long movie title um, to, to preview that and sort of talk about anything interesting to happen in January for movie wise. We'll also be back uh, probably, I would say, in late February for our 2020 summer uh, box uh, fantasy box office uh, preview podcast. And then we'll be back throughout March and April for various movies. We'll We will talk about the Bond movie. Uh, we'll also talk about Mulan, um, the Disney, uh, the next uh, Disney live action uh, movie and, and a couple other movies uh, here and there, maybe a Quiet Place sequel too. So thank you for joining us uh, throughout 2019. We had fun breaking down all the movies. We hope you did as well. Uh, we will have all new See You Don't See in 2020. And again, this really, lo- this is this, this really shaped up to be an interesting slate of movies coming up and uh, we're, we're looking forward to bringing it all to you. So, again, stick around if you want a spoiler-filled discussion of Skywalker, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, if not, we will see you next time. Um, if, if you want any, co- us to cover any topics, email us at onstagebop at gmail.com. That's onstagebop at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, KenJones81, uh, or me at GregE333, or the official OnStageBop Twitter account uh, at, what is it? Oh, I think it's on stage Is it onstagebop? I'm Pretty okay. sure it's on Okay, I couldn't remember is bop on stage or onstagebop Okay. Or follow us at onstagebop. Uh Twitter, follow us on Facebook as well and check out onstageblog.com for all sorts of new uh, new content. Keep up with Ken Jones' reviews there as well and all sorts of theater and movie related podcasts on the onstageblog podcast network and all the new pieces we have coming up uh on stage. We hope you all have a great 20, 2019 we hope you have a happy new year and we will see you in 2020.
1: and now we're just going to get into the uh star wars spoilers in three two one
0: okay i, I, I i've been waiting a couple days <laughs> to, to do this because the more i think about this movie the more i hate it really? <laughs> I just, wow i no really really it's it really great i mean i listened and we will plug another podcast here. I listened. I was. I listened to one of our favorite podcasts, which is um, Binge Mode. Um, who's been breaking down oh, all. the Oh, I've, I've been saving those
1: actually. Oh, have you? Behind okay. And I've been catch up on another podcast, and I've downloaded all those, and I've been planning to to catch up with them. So maybe I'll start up on that again.
0: And so, so I listened to the binge mode with their immediate reaction to rise of skywalker and it actually made me angry about the movie because they didn't bring up most of the stuff they brought up were thoughts i had but they, they brought up even more things which i was like oh my god i forgot <laughs> like that's a, that's a totally infuriating you know plot point they took with that and we can there, there, ah, there's so many places to start there is. <laughs> do, What
1: what what's the uh where, where do you want to start what's the what's the the biggest <laughs> thing that grinds your gears <laughs>
0: Okay, let me start with this. So once again, let's just. Well, time actually, out. you know what? Let's time out. What did you
1: like? Let's get through that first.
0: Yeah. So again, I, I thought, I thought the Kylo Ray interactions were really good. I yep. really, I thought Kylo's I'll, turn to good. I, I knew it was coming, but still, it was really good. And I thought
1: that I, honestly, like, I thought Kylo. Like the whole like Kylo dies and Ben Solo is alive part. Mm-hmm. And that was really well done. Yes. Like, yes. Props to them for that. Yep. I agree that with was, that. That was really well executed.
0: Yep. Yep. I, I thought Kylo's entire arc from start to finish was the strength of the movie, uh, of the trilogy, I should say. Yeah, and I would agree. I thought it finished really well. Um, yeah. His death scene was really uh, important and notable and. I can't say perfect, but it was extremely well done. Um, what else? Again, I was with you. I like C-3PO. Uh, he was finally leveraged uh, in the movie, and he didn't, you know, uh, have to, but he was pretty much ignored in the first couple movies. He really
1: was. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he and He and R2 were kind of on mm-hmm. the sidelines for the most part, other than a few, like, cameo, like, slightly above cameo level roles.
0: Yeah, and... I think it was. If you're going to wrap up the saga, you really have to wrap it up well with C3PO and Chewbacca and you know, the side they, characters. Yeah,
1: because yeah, they have so much of the history of the franchise that are basically on their shoulders now as the, the few remaining uh, alive characters. Yeah.
0: So, so I enjoyed that. Again, I, I thought in general the third act was pretty good, even though, again, it was still kind of half baked and not. Uh, things happen because they had to happen not because there was any like i kept thinking about the last starship battle and compared that to the first battle in last jedi where they're t- trying to take down the dreadnought uh-huh. and just how better executed that was in last jedi than it was in mm. and again this is not a slight on jj abrams I, I think he he's a fine director he does he 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 has not made a bad movie until this one mm. i i don't think he had enough time i think it's apparent had enough enough time and he was forced to kind of do this you know really kind of off the seat of his pants so this is not i'm not meant to slam jj J. abrams i think this i this is not jj jj Ab- J. abrams problem this is a disney kathleen kennedy like the entire writer yeah problem. yeah um this, this starts at the top, you know, so I just want to get that out of the way before we get it, you know, before it sounds like I'm piling on JJ Abrams or anything. Um, but just, but like, just comparing the Dreadnought scene and that execution, where deliberately paced, um, really tense, exciting, like you knew they're going to take it down, but you still, at that final moment, the way Ryan Johnson set it up, um, it was still edge of your seat kind of stuff <laughs> you know the way they took it down and you know the final bomb dropped and everything mm-hmm. and so it's just if you really compare it to those the last jedi scenes it just doesn't hold up at all and that's why i'm very flummoxed with people who are like oh but it was fun it was fun and i'm like i guess if you haven't seen any other movies it was fun <laughs> but i mean yeah it's kind of experience so, of action movies
1: right it's, it's just subpar it is it, it, it's it's very incoherent the 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 Dog fights in the in the third act there with the space the with the ships. Um,
0: right and the yeah, horse kinda, battle
1: on the Yeah. On the... Like it's kinda you know how how we like got into a period where uh, we had the shaky cam fight scenes in mm-hmm. so many movies. Yes. yes. Uh, and and people were like, Oh, it's so gritty and realistic and blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, but you can't see anything. It's <laughs> right. like it, it was kinda like like a little bit like that with this, Mm -hmm. like there's just too much going on on screen to, to really like follow anything happening there.
0: Yeah. and, And take that and take that spaceship battle where they're all on horses, you know, uh, trying to take it down like they're just right. sort of firing guns there's no real purpose to it it's not like they they lay out clearly they have to get from a to b and here are the obstacles preventing that you yeah. know and then you sort of play along with them okay how are we going to get past these obstacles you know there was just none of that they're just kind of there and um i did enjoy bb8 sort of rolling in with the rest of the army like you know rolling at like full speed like as yeah. if he's like a warrior <laughs> I, did, I did kind of laugh at that i'll give it that um but it just the whole thing was just it was just action it was like it was action for the sake of action without anything else without any purpose or or plotting or blocking along with it um another thing i did you asked me what things i like so i'm sort of hopping around a bit you can stop if you need i did also enjoy i was flummoxed at first by general hux's betrayal he was revealed as a traitor i was just like oh come on weird thing is
1: i'd actually heard that as a spoiler like six months ago
0: okay unfortunately okay but but when when it was revealed that he's only doing it to screw kylo ren i i was a legitimate laugh out loud for me but but it also kind of worked like i agree that was the plot element that really worked and i wish they used they leveraged more in this story because that would have been a really simple fix where if they just had general hux being like I'm not letting Kylo Ren be the supreme leader in this. Who I'm can help?
1: Undermine this guy. Yeah.
0: I gotta undermine this guy. How can I do this? And one option could be betraying, you know, betrayal to the uh, rebellion, which it's possible. But but the other thing was he could have led the efforts to resurrect General Palpatine, and mm. that's and that that would have been really powerful, I think. And I think that was a key mistake they made was the Emperor is alive at the very beginning of this. I think I think an easy fix to this would have been. The first order and really truly General Hux and his cronies they led the charge, yeah, to Well, hmm. to figure out how to bring back Palpatine, you know. So, I, I
1: hear what you're saying, but I think I'm not sure that would actually work just because Hux is too much of a weenie, um, for me to, for that to, to make sense.
0: Mm, yeah, he's not as cunning. I, I I would kind of agree with that. But if you want to bring in another general, I mean, they they brought in a brand new general anyway yeah. <laughs> into this, who so we have no idea. No, who it was basically just to kill off Hux. Well, basically, yeah. So just bring him in and have him be you know a more cunning you know guy that works with Hux or whoever you know. Um, but I, I think that was a crucial part that was missing was Palpatine should have been the buildup. It should not uh, – leading off with Palpatine in the first five minutes was just uh, – Not even the first five
1: the, – the opening line of the call. <laughs> Right,
0: right. And that's another thing. Like if you're Palpatine and you're alive, why are you waiting till now to reveal yourself? Like that the biggest advantage you have – is everyone thinking you're dead? <laughs> you know, like, why would you say, oh, hey, guys, I'm alive here, come find me? Why, yeah. why would you? It made zero sense. It made zero sense. Yeah. And that's, it, yeah, it just spoke to how rushed and ill conceived, you know, the story was. Um, give me your thoughts on ray as palpatine's uh, granddaughter that
1: was that was the first thing where they revealed that I, I did the obama meme I'm just like <laughs> really this is what we're going with it just I, I can't get over the whole line like you're a palpatine When has is quote-unquote a palpatine ever really meant anything <laughs> in this in this saga
0: what? When did Palpatine there's, have kids? When, when, when it, was he getting busy? When he, with... when he was
1: lo- like, that's the thing. You're thinking. You're now like they're putting that in our heads now, of Palpatine boning. Yeah, right. Like, come
0: on. Yes, Why I can are you doing feel that, your
1: beep Ugh. over my. We're thinking exactly, about it. It's exactly, in our heads.
0: A right, right. Ugh. Everything right. is
1: proceeding exactly as it right. should. Ew. Oh. <laughs> right. uh, Consent, Uh, buddy.
0: Right. That's right. (laughs) So yeah, I'm with you. I mean, again, first of all, it's just a giant middle finger to Last Jedi. The fact that Ray has any type of significant parentage whatsoever.
1: Your no, your parents are nobodies, but they chose to be (laughs) because they're actually Palpatines. (laughs)
0: Uh. And like Kylo Ren didn't like he saw based on nothing that they were drunks or whatever in Last Jedi, which I sort of it's sort of a big issue with me for last Jedi. The fact like, I, I still don't understand how Kylo Ren knew about Ray's parents outside of like the force. Well, but uh,
1: apparently with this one, like Palpatine right. was orchestrating everything through his puppet, uh, Snoke.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, so Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter was, uh, almost the biggest retcon. I think that you're right. The bigger retcon was Snoke having to just throw away the explanation for Snoke as, uh, a clone? Is that what he is? Like I don't know
1: what what he was. Um, <laughs> it looked like he was in a in a jar of like preserve on <laughs> in the background of the opening scene there. Right like, on, on Exegol, and and like yes. you know, at least both halves of him were in like two like separate jars. I don't know what that was all about.
0: Right, and if he's a clone, he's a clone of who, and how does he know, how did he know everything? Uh, you're, like
1: like I said to you in a. In a uh, <laughs> Message on Facebook, you're already giving more thought to it.
0: I know, but <laughs> they like, probably did, <laughs> and like that's just like, but were their fanboys were like, ah, oh, now I know, now so I cool. have my answer, now I can enjoy this trilogy. I just, oh my god, this is it, the,
1: the thing that I can't get past, and I have a lot of issues with this movie. The thing I can't get past is how they not just retcon episode eight, but they retcon episode six. And everything that Vader did at the end of Return of the Jedi is basically for naught because Pal- Palpatine survives
0: well that and that's the thing and that's why i really wish he was dead at the beginning of nine but they find a way to bring him back to life because that still has meaning because that, that still gives meaning to episode six right because it's like oh okay so you know these guys are now gonna tr- really try and screw over the new republic and reverse everything that happened but right but him just staying alive for a reason still quite unclear um how he's able to survive a big giant explosion you know and
1: and they use a stupid line or not stupid line but a line from from revenge of the sith to explain the whole thing like the the dark side is a path to to many things that some would consider unnatural (laughs) oh because of that line being in there (laughs) we can keep we can bring palpatine back like nothing happened yeah right right
0: right Uh, yeah it's
1: it's very frustrating
0: really really super frustrating it's just lazy it's just just really really lazy storytelling and what what was going on with ian mcdermott's like accent during it i Uh, I don't know (laughs) (laughs) so so, so, i can
1: feel there's a lot of like overacting from him (laughs) in this movie like there was with revenge of the sith honest if we're being honest E
0: maybe. No, no, no. I know over overacting is not a bad thing necessarily, depending on what type of character you want to be. This was not even overacting. (laughs) This is just like weird sound editing. Like I don't like was the sound editor drunk when he was like messing with the dials, like in the editing room? Like I just you know
1: (laughs) I was really let down by this because like we, we talked about in our preview, like we love, we both are big fans of the Emperor. Yes. Right. And this, like, I was like, I did not need him in this movie. No. Well, this, this like, really, like, blemishes the character
0: for me. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, I did. <laughs> and do you want to try and explain the dyad to me? Uh, the force dyad? And. <laughs>
1: No, I'll leave that for I'll, I'll leave that for for uh, Jason Concepcion on, uh, right. on Yeah, um, <laughs> that, yeah, I, I get I get the whole like force connection thing, and I'm willing to go with that. And and like you know, a, a powerful being arises in the dark side. You know, mm. the light rises raises someone up to to equal that uh, right. as like a countermeasure, so to speak. But the whole dyad thing doesn't really—I'm not really like—doesn't make sense to me. What
0: would, you, what would you have thought about the trilogy if it was revealed in this movie that the entire purpose of the first order was to find and resurrect the emperor? <sighs> but it wasn't revealed until this movie. But there was there's clues to it in in. Oh, you know, like,
1: like yeah, if if they were like planting seeds for it the whole way, correct? I, yes. I could, I guess I could be on board for that. But again, like. Why would there be any indication whatsoever that the emperor was still alive? You know well, that that would make he them was. want to go on
0: that. Well, but well, the key would be he's not alive, but they, but they they're could trying to, to they they're could, trying to figure like, out how to bring him back. Yeah, because yeah. So like the restored. whole like
1: resurrection of like, like so his whole thing was was to um, be alive long enough to pass off his Sith. I Spirit guess. Into I, 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 and I, I, I
0: don't know. That that
1: still didn't mix. Like, up. so I mean, you could you could do a variation of that, I suppose, where like right. he is like Yoda and and Luke and others. Like he is a Force ghost, uh, and maybe right. like that ghost is like confined to this uh, Sith planet of Exegol, mm-hmm. or, right. and 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 so they're trying to find that planet, and and they have someone who is if not the supreme leader, like a vessel that they want to install his his
0: spirit into. Right, because that's like, a right that might have actually... It, I think yeah. it could have pulled it off because you might have found a way to say, oh, Luke wasn't really on that lonely planet by himself because of this story. It was really because he, was he knew... was commuting with the rest of the, the, the Jedi or whatever. Maybe, right. It could have been that or, right, trying to right, trying to figure out what the heck the Emperor is up to, but he couldn't, he had to do it in solitude or maybe he was scared that the Emperor could come back and, and that he knew Ben's, he knew like, the only way for the Emperor to come back was for Rey and Ben to be in the same room with him and he, that's why he tried to kill Ben Solo in The Last Jedi because mm. that was the only way he guaranteed that the Emperor couldn't come back. You know, like there, there, there's ways they could have retconned that, but, uh, to, I think to a little bit more satisfactory. If they had to retcon, again, right. I, I'm I'm with you. They didn't need to do that <laughs> retconning. I think no. they could have figured out a path. I think it, it was hard because Ryan Johnson did put them in a box. And I'm not trying to. In, in a
1: way, I mean, I, like, <laughs> like 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 we said at the beginning, like I I don't think that the that, John, that Ryan Johnson's Last Jedi did enough uh, in service to the overall trilogy. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I will completely see that point. Um, yeah, but I I, I I agree with that. Yeah. I feel like there were way, like different ways they could have gone with this thing. Like I I. I don't know what they are. Like, I I just not like this, you
0: know? Um, Uh, What were your thoughts on uh, Mr. Lando Calrissian and his.
1: (laughs) I'm like, it was cool to see Lando back, obviously, but the whole like, yeah, Luke and I came here looking for the wayfinder. (laughs) uh, And, and so what, like Luke left and Han just, or Lando just decided to stick around. (laughs) the whole time at, on this desert planet and and then on top of that and he, the whole so the, the whole ending of the last jedi is that nobody shows up to fight alongside the rebellion
0: right or, right
1: or and so the the they're basically like defeated or and then luke shows up and saves the day um, and, and then you know you got the kid Using the force, like when he's sweeping and and you know holding his broomstick up like a lightsaber, and, and you get a feeling like how how are they going to build from the ashes of of this like right. being on the edge of you know being completely wiped off the board, and all they had to do was find Lando to to make a couple phone calls <laughs> and like that's not the way that that was set up at all like no, no. like the. the Apparently, Lando is the is the spark that will light the fire <laughs> to bring down the the first order, not uh, not the rest of the the rebellion.
0: Yeah, and I just had a problem with his arc, or it really his lack thereof entirely, because they're clearly setting up from the very jump, very lazily, in my opinion. Uh, I'm, not in, I'm, I'm not jumping I'm not jumping in a plane. My, my flying again. days are over. Right, my flying days are over. I'm like, okay, we know. It's not only do we know that, just by the terrible acting he gave that, you know, the unconvincing <laughs> acting he gave. But we saw in the trailer, so he right. that he was back in the Millennium Falcon.
1: Also, is was he hitting on the girl at the end of the movie? Uh, or was that just he, setting up like a, a Disney Plus series later whatever on?
0: Whatever it was, it was gross because <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it oh, came Peter. off as hitting on oh, Let's her, find you know. out. <laughs> uh. But like that arc, but even if you're they're trying to do their arc, they didn't give any time to it because he's like, I'm not getting, in, I'm not flying over again. And then he just shows up all of a sudden because he had to, because he had to show up, and there was no internal struggle at all or any type of like, if you're going to do that, then you have to play out the arc at least yeah, a little bit. You know? and there's no and,
1: there's but, no reason why his flying days are over other right. than just like old age.
0: Right, he's really important. He knows how important finding the what the you know, the wayfinder was. And, right, like, but like, oh nope not flying, don't care, you know, the world can copy. It was not
1: my fight t- anymore.
0: Totally unconvincing and, again, lazy. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, what was your take on uh, Ray flying back to Luke's lonely planet? Um, just that, deciding she was done and throwing away the lightsaber and, lights- I, <laughs> and Luke <so> <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I did actually, so like I said, I, I like a little bit of fan service it's not going overboard that that felt like the right that scene felt like the right level of fan service um i was okay with her going back like she said she's like removing herself so that so that the
0: the you know the but emperor Chewbacca in, basically. knows Chewbacca kno- oh i want to get to Chewbacca in a second yeah Chewbacca anyways knows where she where that planet is why would she go back to the exact same planet I mean, it's like
1: any yeah, that's that's fair um <laughs> I, I, I will say I like the scene with Luke just because um the whole like catching the lightsaber when she throws it, um when his whole like like I said in the, the movie court pod, his whole thing was throwing away his lightsaber. Right. <laughs> right. Was, so that was that was nice. Uh they they did have like that that scene was the, the, the one scene that that really I thought carried over from the previous movie where they didn't try to retcon and as much. Uh, where he admitted his his fault or, or failure, uh, and that he was wrong to to stay on
0: the island. Yeah, um, I, I'm okay with him. So, and then I
1: also liked him rising the lifting the uh, the X-wing out of of uh, the
0: water. Which
1: was, he wasn't able. That was a nice callback to Empire Strikes Back. Right,
0: I, I did like that as well i didn't mind him learning the error of his ways i did i, again, I did think it was a huge i think it was a bit a middle finger than you did having ray throw the lightsaber and him catching it you know because that was a big that was a big spark point for the polarization of last jedi was you know everyone thought he just wouldn't do that as sort of a nephew to force awakens that there's a big momentum to finding him and he just you know throw away his own lightsaber um uh, it was again. I think it's just a little bit offensive, too, a little too much to uh, uh, flip off Last Jedi like that for me. But I, I understand your point being it's it completes a circle. Um, right. So fair enough. Uh, I did want to get to Chewbacca. Um, mm, let's and, get
1: to Chewbacca. Yes,
0: when he was captured, specifically when he was captured by. Uh, you mean when
1: he when he was assumed dead?
0: When he was assumed dead, um, and then he wasn't. Just because like there was the other
1: times in the movie where people were assumed dead and then they weren't because there was Ugh. a second transport
0: that secretly landed and carried okay him
1: so in fairness uh having seen the movie a second time okay there are two transports landing on the planet and did we t- only we only see the one take off
0: did it take an eagle eye to notice that or is that apparent no but <laughs> it's
1: it is it is a it is a fairly quick shot <laughs> okay. uh, i didn't right. like i didn't notice it until the second time I saw it
0: okay
1: okay but so yeah that that was a whole like that was a <laughs> like jj and Abrams chewbacca had, just sort
0: of wanders off on his own
1: yeah and and not only that he wanders off on his own the the knights of ren just kind of like stand there and <laughs> take him and like we need to talk about how big of a disappointment the knights of ren are right
0: right these There's, guys
1: have been built up for a couple of movies too They have, and yeah. they kind of suck <laughs>
0: Right, Glor- they're not good uh, at their job. Troopers. Right, they're glorified stormtroopers, basically. These yeah.
1: are are these guys supposed to be former Jedi apprentices? <laughs> really? And This is the group that uh, that Ben Solo chose to take with him. Yeah, and like that's not great. I I, I really question Kylo Ren's decision uh, making skills. So
0: think about going back to Jabba for a second. Think about the guts the movie could have had if ray yes. accidentally killed chewbacca like yes. that would have that would have been an amazing actually would have been it an amazing have. moment but
1: um, yeah sorry what i was going to get to was abram said in an interview that uh watching the last jedi and what ryan johnson did with it gave him the courage to to really like make some make some bold decisions and stuff uh-huh. but it did not happen at all. Every bold decision he basically puts it on screen and then takes it back a couple minutes later.
0: Did Kathleen Kennedy reverse all these big decisions? What That's the heck.
1: Like killing Chewbacca would be a very bold stroke. They, right. they do it and then they take it back. Right. Right.
0: And, you know, in a very unsuspenseful, unsuspense, unsuspense, like they didn't even let Chewie. Do you think Chewie was dead for like what two minutes? I mean, it was like oh. I don't know a minute. You thought Chewie was dead, like, no.
1: and, it, and, it, and, the, and the audience knows it way longer than before the uh before the characters find out that he's still alive.
0: Right, right, right. So that was that was that might have been that might have been truly one of the worst like ten it minutes really was. Of Star Wars history. Like that that ten minute stretch. It was. This inexplicable, and I, but however, I will say, Ray and Kylo battling over the starship of the Force. With, it and was the ending with Ray and the lightning bolts from her hands. That, that was, was cool. cool. That was cool. I will, yeah. I, will I will give, the, I will give it that.
1: And, and then Kylo just stands there as she runs away and flies off. <laughs> right. He, he's not gonna, he's not gonna chase after her and try to ke- catch her.
0: I could see him being stunned. I mean, that, that's a, that's a pretty. But big, he wasn't. He didn't have a stunned look on his
1: face. He just kind of like watches like okay i'll
0: see you later well he can force time with her whenever he wants I, so it's uh it's so I, weird i, and I, did, then, I, and I then, don't understand and the rules of force timing by the way I, I i do think it was kind of funny and interesting that they could force time each other but what are the rules so like lightsaber I force objects.
1: Time is uh, in the common lexicon uh, <laughs>
0: It's perfect. but yeah. well, like, so, so I, I think that was a nice added t- touch in general to the trilogy, just that yeah. they can that sure I'm like eh, sure why not. But um, the,
1: the one thing that I, I think was kind of a lame addition is the whole like transferring some of my energy force to, to heal somebody. Yeah, that just ugh. I
0: didn't, didn't work.
1: Didn't work for me.
0: Yeah, I, I actually. So. I, I i was okay with it except i thought there was gonna be rules to it so i thought yeah so like obviously how, when ben did it well, he gave he gave how, his life away but ray like has infinite like force she can uh, give away to heal people that that was a part i didn't follow like like, like other you things there'd be rules <laughs> i i know right it's like it's Oh god! It's such simple. It's just like you can do anything you want. Just have rules to it. Like it's really not that hard. Like it can be as fantastical as you can dream of, as long as there's even just simple rules on it. It will work, I and mean, it's believable. But mm-hmm. whatever. Um, what else?
1: Can I kind of ask you when? When? Yes? Uh, <laughs> and did you did you think of Avengers Endgame at all during the final battle? Because I did. Hmm. I, I there were I thought the when the whole army shows up
0: that mm-hmm. led by mm-hmm. lando
1: I felt yeah. like that was I was like they already did this with with Avengers Endgame right right oh it's doomed <laughs> yeah 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 it was yeah, like yeah. On, it was basically like on your left
0: right right right, right. you
1: know <laughs> yeah. and then and then seriously when when palpatine said I am all of the Sith I leaned over to the the person sitting next to me that I was watching it with and I said and I am Iron Man
0: <laughs> was that a straight was that a stranger you were sitting with or someone? No. That would funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might.
1: But I leaned over to my try. friend. I'm like, I yeah. am Iron Man. And she <laughs> right. said, I am all of the Jedi. I was like, oh, no. Well, yep. They, 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 and I am Skywalker.
0: Yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about the ending. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Ray burying the two sabers. Okay. Yeah, that, uh, I'm sure. Um, it could be an interesting ending. I, I just you just knew that is going to end with the two suns setting because like every Star, every Star Wars movie now has to end with, this two, this, with the two sun setting. And
1: that's another thing that steps on <laughs> Luke's death from the last Jedi. Yes,
0: I, I agree. I agree. Um, um, but <laughs> uh, the woman um, that shows up and asks who she is um, just some rando. Yeah, just walking the deserts of Tatooine. Like, yep. Uh,
1: okay. Nothing better to do.
0: Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, would, does it make sense that it's just Luke and Leia as showing up uh, at the end?
1: Well, they only had two years to write this, so... <laughs> if they had had six more months, they, they,
0: they probably would have included uh, I, I was everybody. Shocked. I was shocked they didn't include everybody. Like, I thought that would have been the ultimate fan service. Oh,
1: it's like Here. she's all of the Jedi, so... They're all appearing.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 You have hated Christians. Yeah, but she, but she
1: but she says I am I'm Rey Skywalker. So <laughs> I, all the other Force ghosts that have show, that had shown up would have been like, hey, yeah. what what am I'm right here. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, that's,
0: that's right.
1: Right. What about what about Kenobi? you got, you right, got a look right. for Kenobi. i no, Ke- right. I was Kenobi show up. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right,
0: right. I'm right. Skywalker, Kenobi, and uh... I'm yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> David L. Jackson's character. Right, right. Um, Darth oh. Maul, why not? You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> just show up a little sinister looking. Uh. You know. um, yeah, I, I, I joked to you on Facebook. I was like, what have we seen? What What are we going to see more of? Uh, Batman's parents dying or the two sons setting oh. a
1: tattooed movie? And, and what was my answer?
0: <laughs> uh, oh, shoot. I, don't I think
1: I, I think I had a picture or a gif of, like, Somebody looking at two things like in each hand and like unable to decide which one. Like it's a toss up. I really don't know. Right, right.
0: right. Go either way. Uh, It's they're so uncreative. It's so unbelievable. Um, uh, what else? What else do we have? I was surprised Hayden Christensen or Obi Wan didn't show up at all. Well, they they
1: they were vocally there, and in the scene where where she says this is another thing that just sounded weird where she kept saying, be with me. Like, I get that's a play off of the force will be with you. Right. And she's asking, she's like inviting the force to be with her, but um, it just sounded weird. And then, you know, there, there is, I will say that scene where you have all of the Jedi, uh, like or several Jedi speaking to her. Someone made a YouTube video and, and soup, like put like faces Mm -hmm. to all of the voices. So that's kind of, that's kind of helpful.
0: Mm -hmm, to uh mm -hmm.
1: see who yeah who was speaking to her there
0: yeah yeah so that was that was my main notes on what i wanted to uh bitch about i just i just
1: just have so many so many more questions left really just two like how one how did um lupita nyong'o's uh character oh my gosh across the come across luke's lightsaber Right. Um, and, and also, who was the father of Stable Boy? What do we... <laughs> what's, we...
0: This,
1: what's his What's his? family tree? I'm, so I'm that... <laughs> I, I, really, I really need answers,
0: Greg. So, um, that was always a funny thing. W- let me ask you, after you watched Force Awakens, let's uh, see if you can remember this, were you really brimming with questions about Ray's parents? Because I wasn't. That was I not... Wasn't. That, that, was that, that was not was what
1: all, That was all driven by uh message boards and and, and theor- theories.
0: No, I, I saw website content about. Maybe. Oh, no, that's what I mean.
1: That's mean. what I mean. Like like theories about like stuff like that. Like it right. wasn't she had to be
0: connected to the skywalkers or something. Yeah, like it wasn't like a it, it's in the movie
1: that they're flying away and there's the flashback to to that whole thing. Sure. But sure. It wasn't it it was never really, like, a pressing question for me.
0: Not me, either. Like, it wasn't – I that, that's why it was so bizarre to me that it was the obsession. Because I'm just like, can't yeah. she just be Ray? You know, I'm like, yeah. I, I don't – if it's, it's revealed be so later so- on, fine. It's not, yeah. you know, it's uh, – and, and
1: so many of these stories are about nobody's, like, coming out and, and, and becoming right. becoming the heroes of, of a story. Right. And Snoke
0: yeah. – and so, like, I – I get the snoke thing because... I, I get the snoke to more of a
1: degree than that one just because yes. I thought I felt like it not just snoke but the whole first order that yes. whole thing like how where they came from how they how they became what they are was it's right. right. never like really cl- clearly defined no. or for me that. and so I wanted yeah it, it wasn't so much that I needed to know snoke's origins I just needed to know like 25% more about the first order overall mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. have like a better grasp of them. Yeah, so I, if, I, yep. if that led to or if that led to finding out more about snoke or snoke um finding out more about snoke led to that I would have been okay with it. Yeah, right, right.
0: So that was from Force Awakens right. So that was one thing that um you know raised parents I'm like I don't care but I guess a lot of people do. The second thing was uh, what's Lupita Nyong'o's character's name? Maz, Maz Kanata,
1: uh, Maz Kanata, or something Maz Kanata.
0: like that. I mean, it's what a waste a sh-
1: of a character! What
0: a waste! It's a exactly waste of an actress, thoughts. right? A an waste Oscar-winning character. Winning actress, i mind right. you. Like there had there had to be something behind the scenes, like uh, either maybe contract negotiations, huge, or maybe
1: she's just a huge Star Wars fan and wanted to be in the movies. <laughs> I
0: mean, I mean, she's right. barely in Last Jedi, and like. And you know, whatever, but like, but not barely in this one, too. Yeah, like, and it's I'm all not just like a lot of, yeah.
1: I was not... expecting more. Yeah. Speaking of expecting more, uh, we should probably also talk a little bit more about Rose. Oh, um, yes. sidelined. Yes. Like that, that oh. was like, I don't, I don't need her like side by side with everybody, like, <laughs> you know, going on adventures, but like the whole, like Chris said this, like, oh, sure, the one Asian character like goes to study. <laughs> <laughs> in this movie like right. they re- like it's it and the way that like the 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 fanboys went after her in the last movie like online yeah and, it, and, and like she deleted her instagram account yeah and, that like, was really sad stuff. It, and then it, to, the way that they like just sideline the character to like minimize her in this movie like that just looks bad it does even
0: if it's not their intent like, yeah, and you don't want to you don't want to feed that, you know? It's definitely, yeah, and that's and again, I say this as a critic of her performance in last Jedi, um she did not deserve, you know, no. <laughs> that treatment by nobody the does. No, no, but nobody does, but she was bad. She wasn't that bad. I mean, she wasn't that, you know, disgraceful or whatever to warrant any kind of thing like that. That said, I didn't think she needed to be a big part of this movie because I didn't either, but the the way that they did it just felt <laughs> well, like, like... There are people who are like she should have been general along with Leia. Like she should like come on, she was a bit player. Like and her sister was the bigger badass in Last Jedi than her. Let's not forget that. You know she was she was a big weak you know nitty, uh sissy. Uh, I prefer
1: my I prefer my um what was it, Rose Tran? I prefer yeah. the sister. That doesn't get killed. <laughs> That's,
0: it. That's right. That's right. So yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, people should not be counting her lines like they're counting uh, Anna Paquin's lines and Irishman oh, that, that stuff just needs to stop. You know, oh, we just yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, but that said, if they, I I would bet I would bet five hundred bucks they minimized her role because of the backlash in Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, so and and that is it definitely played a factor, which yes. you shouldn't have yes so you know it's just again just another unfortunate uh, aspect it's it's too bad for the actress she doesn't nobody deserves it
1: um, so uh, someone i once saw the movie with when we came out uh uh of the screening said that was a really good harry potter movie <laughs> <laughs> which if you think about it it kind of is
0: yeah yeah um, you got yeah.
1: the the almost like a battle of hogwarts ending yep. um you got the you got the The, three char- yep. the two yep. the two male one female characters at right. like the heart of the story, right? Um, for the good guys on their adventure, yep. Um, you even got even kind of a basilisk, basically, right?
0: Um, that, oh, oh, can we Oh, we've got to talk about when they're on Endor and yeah. they're at the end? The um, oh,
1: it's actually, I don't think it's actually Endor, I think it's another moon, the
0: moon of Endor, sure. yeah, sure. Um, so when she has um, the dagger, and oh, that, yeah,
1: it's just it, the perfect spot.
0: <laughs> the perfect spot she whips out like i don't know what that is part of the dagger and that magically shows where the wayfinder is are you oh, man. kidding me i laughed out loud at that i did, too. I, did too
1: I was like <laughs> so really she's, that was another obama meme moment a f-y-a-k-f-a-y-k-m i'm like what like she's just happened to be standing in the perfect spot for, for that dagger to line up and everything falls into place. Oh, and, and that's where it
0: is. It's in the control room where it probably would be anyway. It'd be the first place you check. If you're going right. to check the remnants of the death star, I mean that, Oh my God. Yeah. They just, again, JJ Abrams is usually good at like, um, adventure movies and, you know, finding things and puzzles and stuff like that. This was mm-hmm. just comically bad. I mean, comically and catastrophically bad. Um, I, I, I'm glad we remember to talk about that because <laughs> that was on my notes too.
1: We we do also. I want to I want to take a minute just to talk. We we talked about Chewie dying and then not die, being dead, um, that whole fake out. But there were several of those in the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Every yeah.
1: single time, like you know, Kylo gets a lightsaber through the through the torso, and then Ray heals that. Um, Ray and Kyle, or Ray and after not Kylo anymore, he's Ben Solo. Uh they get their their force like drained by the Emperor. Right. Uh, and and they uh it, you know, Ben Solo gets thrown down a ravine basically. Mm-hmm. Like what happened to but he's not dead then either. No. Ray dies and she and he, she comes back to life and yeah, there's a lot of like fake outs with uh, mm-hmm. deaths yeah. going on in here. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's just like, you know, it, you you can only do that so many times before it starts to to lessen the effect of Someone actually dying.
0: Yeah, my, my star rating is lowering by the second. Uh, what did I say? One and a half. I think it's now yeah. down to one star, having talked this through. Um, yeah, I... I boy. I, again, it's not a movie I'm going to picture myself revisiting, like, willingly. I, I just... I, I'd rather... I'd truly rather watch Phantom Menace than than, than watch this again. Wow. Why? Why would I put myself through that? Yeah, I mean, mean, it it was. You know, why they didn't put they didn't put any time or effort into it. Why should I? You know, in terms of, uh, you know, say what you want about the prequels, Lucas put his put his heart and CGI machine into it. You know, yeah, that's fair. uh, You know, that was again poorly. Lucas can't write dialogue, and that was really the main downfall of the prequels. But uh, you know, those were exquisite in terms of set design and plot pacing and and uh you know yeah that sort of thing
1: um let me ask it so the the final act where there's the huge battle in space and everything's going on and sure. it's supposed to be this like big epic fight did it feel like no no nope. it, it didn't for me either what's nope. like we don't need to talk about this now because we've been going on for quite a while. I'm yeah, sure. we got we got to wrap uh, this. up. But there, there, there. I'm curious as to like what the line is for that, like where, um, you have this big epic battle or something at the end, like you know, like the siege of Gondor in Lord of the Rings, and that feels appropriately like big and epic and larger than life, and mm-hmm. and, and and the end of Endgame, like those like moments like that versus the ones that try for that. Mm-hmm. And, and and fail like i wonder what what the difference is when it when those are made
0: you could know the soundtrack because when you brought up the siege of gondor and endgame that was the first thing that jumped in my head was the soundtrack because like I, I could i could hear both
1: soundtracks
0: mm. in my head when you said that and i, I honestly can I can't remember what the soundtrack that the, the specific soundtrack was for the Last Jedi uh, or the uh, Rise of Skywalker final battle. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. Music is big yeah. towards epicness, epic.
1: I, and and maybe part of it is just knowing how to correctly choreograph. Yeah, you know, fighting sequences and and stuff like that is so well, it doesn't look like
0: yep. like an incoherent mess on the screen. Well, think about Last Jedi. I mean, it was. I mean, there was there was a buildup for that. It's not as big as you remember, but there's key key lines of dialogue about with Lando and, and Admiral Akbar and a couple other guys were like, this is our only chance. We have to do this now, you know? And right. so it's like, this is it. Like that, that's where they got to go. And, uh even though again in my return of the Jedi it happened fairly quickly where they kind of got into the Death Star and you know hit the main reactor and right. got back out of there, it still had an epic feel because they were still out yeah. you know, there and they knew it's like we're never getting another chance at this. So you guys right. at Endor, you've got this and it, it works. And that's again, it, it yeah. didn't mean much, but it, it's super effective no, to feeling like, the I've, immediacy of it.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those things I've been thinking about. Like the ending, like I I you know, uh Independence Day, like that that last fight felt big. Um, like and but mm-hmm. then you have like other movies that it just they they go for the same thing and they go for the scale and the epicness and the size and everything and they just
0: come up short. But that also but that brought up something <laughs> I wanted to bring up was you talked about this earlier, which is a lot of the, the movie spent almost all of its time with the three main characters: Ray, Poe, and Finn, and. It had a couple of small scenes with Leia back at headquarters, but I think it really needed more of that. They needed to be plotting. They needed to be trying to find mm. information. They needed to be setting the stage. That really was that. That was happening in some of the other movies you said, like Independence Day. Like you just talk about Independence Day for a second. There's a lot of scenes uh, with the president plotting again. The military right. advisors are like, "Okay, this is what we got to do." And they're you know again, they're small scenes, but they're really important. And you spend all your time with the three characters. You don't really you don't have a feel for what's going on behind the stage other than them saying, Oh, here it is. You know, here's a, you know, we, we're, we're, we're talking about it happening, but there wasn't enough jumping. There, there needed to be more scenes back in command central, even with command central perhaps being threatened or or whatever. And that just wasn't ha it was, it was a buddy. Mm. movie Again, it was like Harry Potter yeah. Hell is part one. Um, yep. And that, that I think that was, that was another thing working against it ultimately. Yeah.
1: That, that so that's one of the things I've been thinking about with action movies over the last like you know week and a half since I saw it was you know like just is there something in the in the the um the bones or whatever of or what of an action movie that that makes that final fight work versus the ones that don't like yeah I mean, if there's it, something inherent in the structure or mm-hmm. you know if it's just the the execution on the part of the director or yeah, you know, what it is so i'm just like i'm i've I'm, I'm just it's been on my mind
0: yeah, think about it, even i mean there's a big countdown to what like the emperor needed 16 hours for something yeah oh, for why destroyers to be active or something um right why and they didn't really stick with the countdown because it just kind of came and went and obviously yeah. it came and went and they, all they got going, of, was but a, there was no tension to that. There was no race against the clock on that. You know, Ray and Finn, they weren't looking and say, "Oh my gosh, we only have one more hour. We have to get moving." Like we're at it. Like time's our enemy. We have to. Again, if you're if you're going to introduce that, then you have to finish it. You know, you have to stick with it. In my opinion, and uh, and they just didn't. <laughs> you yeah. know, again, they blended a lot of elements to a very unsatisfactory mix. Yeah. Okay. Anything That's else? We should for wrap it. this up. We should wrap this nope. up. Just unsatisfactory. Okay. All right. Uh, half a star out of four for me now. Uh, <laughs> I
1: might have lowered myself
0: now to like two or two and a half. Yeah, I don't... Having heard your thoughts on it, I don't know how you how you arrive at a three three out of five star. I, so I
1: didn't like Like I said, I really like the Kylo Ren, <laughs> Ben Solo stuff.
0: Okay, it's worth uh, a star I, or two. I,
1: I like the, the 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 connection between Ray and, and Kylo Ren. Uh, they did it... I thought that was... Well, especially the when they're fighting uh, with the wa- the waves crashing around them, I-, I thought that was that scene was good. Um, but yeah, there was yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I overrated it.
0: <laughs> and I, like I, we pre- briefly mentioned, General Hux before. Again, this just lends to the incoherence of it. Like whatever, if he's like chewing the scenery, fine. But he's a pretty important character in the first two movies, and he is just totally yes. sidelined. Yeah, in and this. then to- in favor. In-
1: quickly
0: no name name. general right quickly suppose in favor of the the no name general like this no name more sinister general i guess we have no idea who he is and why we should be rooting against him other than Mm -hmm. he's working with him it's just very poorly conceived i mean it's almost as if there's a fan backlash against general hux as well even though i don't think there was one um but yeah I enjoy General Hux.
1: Yeah, I I, I, I like the actor, too. (laughs)
0: Yeah, right. I really, and that just repeating one point just once, and then we can wrap up. I really thought there was something with Hux and Kylo Ren that could have really explored, again, their relationship and their power struggle. I think that could have been really interesting. Um, You mean
1: like a Poe and Finn kind of thing, like people wanted, or?
0: (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) I'm I'm joking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah but you know we just didn't get it okay well uh that was star wars uh if you're listening to this hopefully you've already seen it um if you haven't well well i can why, why you would want to see it after that um i don't know gun do you think so again they said this is the last skywalker yeah, movie.
1: okay that's what i was gonna ask you when's the next time we get a, a, a not a star wars movie But when do you think we get the next, like, we're going back to this trilogy?
0: So here's my, here's my prediction. What's that? So Ryan Johnson's still doing,
1: I think he's still, yes, he is is still,
0: let's say he does trilogy. Let's say he does. Okay. Let's say you know. Let's leave Ryan Johnson out of this because I think if he's still doing a trilogy, I think the box office of that will be fascinating. Oh <laughs> yeah, will I think it will be too. But I think <laughs> well, let's I say think, somebody else. Let's say let's say they bring back Colin Trevorrow and whatever. Well, uh, let's I think say they Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. But uh, we another direction. Like, well,
1: I mean, Kevin what, Feige is uh, has been brought on to to do stuff with Star Wars. Yeah, my point is
0: Marvel. Let's say they do this new trilogy and the first movie if the first movie let's say does only 300 million and then maybe the sequel i think they'll give the sequel a chance but if the sequel does like less than that or the same or less than that they they'll bring it back right they'll they'll offer daisy ridley all the money in the world yeah. to, to come back. yeah it's, that's i so i think they give i think they give us two movies and it's i think there's Definitely betting odds. They only give it one movie. Oh, if you it's mean like... Ryan
1: Johnson's trilogy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> or you... I, I'm I, if they really move ahead. If they really move ahead with Ryan Johnson's trilogy, uh, they probably give it one movie. If it's someone else, they might give him two. Interesting, but <laughs> that, that's that's just my that's that's my guess. I think they look. I, look, we saw what we need to see from this movie. They're terrified of this fanboys. They they. I mean, so there is coming. that.
1: But here's here's the one thing I will say about ryan johnson and star wars and the trilogy and his proposed trilogy going forward Mm -hmm. um part of the reason there was such a backlash was because the last jedi was tied directly to the original trilogy Mm -hmm. and all of that 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 entailed maybe i mentioned this before but when we were talking about this or i i've said this to somebody else i don't remember where but there may be less of a backlash with the fact that his trilogy is supposed to be its completely own thing and either set like thousands of years ago or maybe way in the future or, you know, well, totally separate from the Skywalker
0: name. Well, that's why I wanted to leave him out of it, because, again, it's going to be <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely right. So I, I don't I, I think if he does it, I think there'll be less of a backlash. And I think there might be some open eyes to it. And I think some people yeah. really look forward to it based. on And based the thing is, the like, you,
1: but, yeah, you can tell those kind of stories in the Star Wars universe till the end of time.
0: But, but
1: again, I think box
0: office could be crucial because yeah. I, I, again, they're used to $500 million plus domestic box office with this. And if they, if they only get halfway there, they're going to bring her back. They're going to, they're, they're going to write her a blank check, say, oh, I'm sure. filling your, num- fill your number. We're bringing you back, you know. I mean, it, it, look. Let's be honest. If, if they didn't want to do that, they would have killed her off, or they they would have found a way to make her disappear. You
1: know? All right. So final, dis- final, final call. Okay. Over or under a new Star Wars movie with Daisy Ridley by twenty thirty. <laughs> Before or after twenty thirty, will we see a Daisy Ridley Star Wars movie this decade? I would say in the yes. 2020s? I, under
0: twenty, I would say yes. Okay. Yes.
1: I'm gonna say. And I say, say that
0: knowing it'd be a huge egg on their face because you know, they, they have said this is the final Skywalker movie, but I'm still going.
1: But on. as we learned in this movie, nothing ever really dies. <laughs> no one's, no ever, one's ever, ever really gone. No one's ever really gone. Even, even Chewie when he blows up in a <laughs> transport.
0: <laughs> and guess I'm gonna, he might be back too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they, 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 got a, they got a younger guy to do the character. So, yeah, to dress up. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's not released, but it's announced, and comes out in the early 2030s. <laughs> that's that's where I'm going.
0: So so we have we both have zero faith in the Star Wars. No, of course Public not. to re, to no. go patronize new Star Wars movies without Skywalkers in them. Okay. <laughs> of course not. We should get, we should give a quick shout out to the Mandalorian. Um, we, we so I won't speak for you. I still got sure two you, episodes left. Oh okay. Uh, excellent excellent star wars based show if you have not mm-hmm. subscribed to z plus see it go go check it out it's worth it it's really good it's really authentic um and it's just really solid um fun storytelling in the star wars universe yeah so
1: it's uh, like a western slash samurai yeah uh, story in the yep. in the star wars so good for yeah
0: that. so at least we have that you know <laughs> at, least have, at least we have that and
1: we'll probably get more stuff like that uh, if, if mm-hmm. i had to guess yeah. i mean that's not that's not like a bold prediction, obviously, right. since Disney right. Plus is around and Disney owns Star Wars and right. they're gonna want content.
0: Okay. All right. So we will be back. Um well stay tuned to our Twitter feeds. Um so our next box office preview podcast will not be until beginning of February. Um we may be back uh between then to either, you know, discuss. Uh, potential Oscar movies. When do Oscars nominations? Is it I want to Jan- say
1: the Oscar nominations come out in mid to late January.
0: Yeah, so like around like
1: the twenty second or something like
0: that. So when they're announced, we will uh, probably do an emergency podcast to uh, to sort of sort it all out, give our early predictions, and then uh, we we'll and then you know, we'll be back. Um, and then we'll be back at the latest uh, for early February for Harley for the Harley Quinn movie. And then as events warn, so we may have some surprise podcasts along the way. Uh, okay, Ken, it's been a fun 2019. Look forward yeah. to 2020. Break it all down. Uh, thank you for give, uh, rate us, give us five stars, please. Uh, if you enjoyed this, even if you didn't, give us five stars, please. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your musics from. Once again, onstagebop at gmail.com uh, for any feedback or any topic suggestions, uh, any c and categories. categories. Uh, if we get enough questions we may do a mailbag we'll see uh otherwise uh, this has been long enough let's wrap up yeah for Ke- I mean, for we ken already jones. did all the
1: uh, exit stuff for ken let's, jones let's, let's get out of here
0: <laughs> this is greg Earhart. see you in 2020 adios